True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. Now, you're out there, you have acres and acres, hundreds of acres. All you have to do is water <laughs> okay. and mow, and they'll do the rest. Nope. Weed control, which you hate, fertilization, mm -hmm. aer aeration. Can't stand it. Among others. They'll do all that. So you can do literally anything else. Dana's out there like Yellowstone. You have better things to do in your free time. I know you do. You don't want to focus on lawn care. True green is too good to be true, mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. But it is true. Right, David? Because yeah. you're going to have more time to do yeah, things that you want to focus on. All the hard work and it gets yeah. you to a great lawn. That's what you want. You take care of everything else you got to do in your life. You're very busy. Let True Green take care of this one thing. Get it off your plate. You know what? I do have some space. I want to put some grass down. Some I, I might. This, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll call you later, talk, True Green. Talk to True Green. <laughs> Where can listeners mm -hmm. purchase or learn more? You go to TrueGreen.com. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. You can trust True Green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. Whoa. They offer a satisfaction guaranteed, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. That is such a cool thing. Good job, True Green. You're nailing it. Oh, by the way, I'm at the Venetian with Nikki Glazer. If anyone's interested, I'm I'm there again uh, end of September, and I'm there in November. So if you want to beep up over to that, click a few links and buy a few I ticks. will be at Leonardo's Pizza Place in Sherman Oaks next Friday. Okay, that's a and, noon um, show. I'm going to go to Knott's Berry's Farm. Uh, yeah, that'll be a noon show. I'm going to be at Knott's Berry's Farm on the water slide ride on Let, August Letting 19th. people on the ride? August 19th. Well, yeah, I do sometimes moonlight. Oh, that's the carnival stuff I do. It's another time. I will be doing the organizing the midget tossing exposition in Laughlin, Nevada on the Riverboat Casino. <laughs> I will be face down in a pile of my own goo early Sunday morning. Your own goo? Yeah, face down in a pile of my own goo. That's what I tell people. No, I'm not going to drink that much. How was the drinking last night? Great. I woke up face down in a pile of my own goo. That doesn't sound good. You know what, David? Tony Hawk. Flash observation. Yes. No one has ever woken up and said, damn, I forgot to do shooters last night. A lesson for you hard drinkers. No one's ever woken up. So I didn't woken get up fucked going, up last I should have drank more. Yeah. Drinking. David, to Tony Hawk yeah, Tony is a Hawk. friend of yours. Mm -hmm. That's all. David, can I just say this before we start Tony Hawk? We'll, sure. right, we'll cut this. We started. We'll, we'll cut it. Nope. Whatever. Mm -mm. David, because I was mentioning you to someone recently who'd seen Police Academy go, like he was a national class skateboarder. That's what they said. Or a really, really good skateboarder. That I was? Yep. Okay. That's what they said. I hope that's out there. It's so fucking live. You were really good. But yeah. brings us to our person we want to introduce, well, Tony, Tony Hawk is a freak of nature at skating. I was blessed to be in a movie with him because I, I'm in Arizona, like what they call it, a beater. It's a guy that just pretends to be like a surfer or a skater. But I was kind of good, medium, but Tony, they were so good. And I read about these guys. Suddenly they're on the movie with me. And that was Police Academy 4. Stayed in touch with them. He did that mm -hmm. video game. He talks about that. That blew him up. 
He still skates. He still gets hurt. He still has neck trouble like I do. Taking those falls so many times, I don't know how he still does it, yeah. but unbelievable. And he's still tough as shit. It's a hard job to be a pro skater. He still gets in and gets dirty. He, he's a, he's competitive. I mean, he is driven. He doesn't- uh, I think he sees the new guys and goes, fuck this. Like, I'm still good. He you know? competes with himself. He just still wants to grab, but he will break down. This is one of my favorite parts of this podcast. What it's like to go up those giant ramps and you're going upside down and you, what you're thinking, what are you thinking, where mm. you have to grab, how do you not get killed by doing that? I, I admire daredevils. I mean, I once jumped off a six foot thing into a lake and I never did it again. <laughs> I never did it again. <laughs> I never did it again, let me tell you. When you do those ramps, when you're up there doing mm -hmm. half pipes, in the middle of the trick, it's about a second and away when you're doing your next trick. So once you realize you've completed it and you're starting to land, you have to think, where do I go for the next trick? And then how do I get my weight shifted? Yeah. Then you go up and then you go, oh, this one, this one. I have to land here because I have to go to the corner and jump the fucking gap. It's it's so crazy, and they do eight, 10 mm -hmm. tricks in a row, and you, I can't believe the thinking that goes on. You gotta do it so many times. So we're gonna talk all about his his career as a- And maybe the, the, Is he the goat? Is he kind of the goat? Yeah. He's the known I think, goat I think he's all known. time of skateboarders. There's Tiger Woods, there's Gretzky, there's yeah. some that are sort of, nobody argues. And that's his real name, I understand, because it is kind of the coolest name if you're trying to brand things for like eighth grade ah! kids. Tony Hawk. And he, incredibly nice guy, really, really smart about anything to do with flying around on a skateboard. And as an entrepreneur, he is a brand. He's a, he's a global brand. And he had just done his first thing on SNL when we talked to him. Yes. Tied it all together. He Neat. was on SNL for bow. seven seconds. Therefore, he's part of our podcast. <laughs> Sorry, now you're on. It's called Slim Connections episode. <laughs> you fucked up. You're on our show now. If you've heard of Lauren Michaels, you qualify as a guest. Apply now. <laughs> if you've ever said the word Saturday <laughs> and live in the same day, you can be on if Fly you know on the Wall. what these three words mean, you're going to be a guest. <laughs> This is a bit off subject, but because I'm a great guy and I have great guy syndrome, I think for for actresses, I don't think it's fair that every article they're like Mimi Rogers, 67. They always put their name and then their age, and I do, do not they know fail why. To do that with men? They do it for men too, but I think it's mostly women, and uh, that's when I notice it, and I go, mm. "Why does that matter?" And that should be eradicated because it doesn't matter. You can look it up if you want to know, right? I think they'll eradicate it I, I if we look up anything at this point. I mean, Hollywood. I can't believe they're still doing that when they don't do anything else. It's like that one seems a little more obvious. David, True. let's put a let's put a billboard put it out and there. say stop putting the ages of women yeah, in sex. I got a lot of time in life, especially in the actress world. Like, <laughs> if you're thinking of hiring someone, that just in the back of your head, you go, "Oh, that's the right age," or "Oh, no, that feels you know whatever." Just it's it sends a weird message immediately, and it doesn't need to be in an article. And I know. Anyway, you, thanks for coming by, Tony. Take sense. it easy. <laughs> Thank you. You get you're free to look at my age. To Tony I'm Hawk, super old. who turns twenty seven tomorrow. This, but uh, he's uh, you know, I I the age thing one is always keeps a sense of humor about it, and I have a dermatologist who's I think he's like eighty five. Mm. I said, "How old are you?" He goes, "I'm one hundred and six." <laughs> That's a standard answer. That's a good way to say it. Just he, to say it's high. He's a guy who checked my skin and every and he had a woman with a clipboard and he kept going age related. He's got a microscope. <laughs> I do like age that. related. <laughs> I mean, do you have to say age related? Can I have something age related? Yeah. Dude, I went anyway, to. Uh, I've done that on this podcast before. Dane, I went to I'm catch one night. Tony, we're, we'll, 
We're not, we might not get to you, but that's fine. I'm just going to tell. I, I, I listen to the show anyway, so I'm just here fast. You know how it works. Cool. Yeah, you know it's going to come to you. We have so enough. many questions for you. It's going to. It's going to be a two parter. So I go to this uh, high end restaurant, Koi, and um, Koi, which is basically sponsored by us. I, think I saw you at Koi. Koi like back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. they moved it when they people moved were it. like hovering with oh, it was cameras very over the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's where I got caught. And then Catch took them. Uh, so Craig's. this guy was there and he goes, Hey, uh, this is my buddy. He's a plastic surgeon. He works in town and, and he's already looking at me. And I was of course a little buzzed naturally cause it was nighttime. So I had a little loud mouth soup down, in me. You're like a I go, <laughs> I get that little humming <laughs> review. <laughs> so, so I, I, I get on there and I go, and I'm just standing at his table. So I go, the worst question, what would you do to me? And he like slowly looks at me like oh, no. Robocop. Boop, boop, boop. I go, no, no, no. And he goes, well, <laughs> and I go, no. And he goes, listen, here's- He's got a lot of bullet If points. you want just the top nine things that are like no <laughs> brainers. Like, these are things that are not what even say, non-negotiable. Chin tuck? No, Dana, I'm not going to say because I want to go, job. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because- uh, yeah. We would disagree. No, oh, no. <laughs> no, you can't. You have to just, you have to roll with you it. Say, but. You just get nice work, good work. That's the key, good work. So people just- don't know you got work. Well, Tony, let's get, let's get I'm to looking Tony. at you, Tony. Yeah. Tony and I are about the same. <laughs> when is that happening? <laughs> We're about the same age. Can you, do you have that guy's number? No, this guy, I, honestly, he was like, listen, he's, I'll do it on the house. This has to be done <laughs> by noon tomorrow. Cutters what like to cut. I'll oh, tell yeah. you that. Face guys don't go, oh, you don't need anything. They go, we can get oh, in there, there get in dig there, around a little bit. This is up. all natural. I've been here it. since Eisenhower's <laughs> first administration. I won't give my age, but I'll just say, I was on this earth with these hands and these feet since the mid-50s. Voting for Calvin Coolidge. Yeah. Look how good I look now. <laughs> Tony, let's talk about- <laughs> Doing all right. There's so many places to ask, but mm. I want to know, just because I was talking about Vicodin and how I only get plastic surgery for Vicodin, I don't need it. Hmm. I don't need I, the crazy surgery. I took a Vicodin and hated it. I liked Advil much better. Ooh, the minority. Hey, Advil, if you're listening. <laughs> I know. I like when the doctor goes, so you broke your leg. You want to really pump the Advil? I go, the what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking dare I, you. Funny you say that because I broke my leg in March a year ago uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Well, this Hooray. is actually Woo! a good story. Like, you get, where's the celebration? No, no. Can I get I, details on that? No, this is a good story because uh, I know I, what I happened. But I did. I was laying there on my ramp with my leg was it the femur? Yeah, or the, the femur, top? yeah. What was the trick? Um, McTwist. It's always a McTwist. It's always a McTwist. Well, wait a minute. Were, were you by yourself? I was not. But my was friend, especially my dangerous? good friend Kevin, came over <laughs> about five minutes later with two Advil. <laughs> two Advil. Jesus Christ. I'll never forget that. <laughs> well, that. <laughs> All right, thanks. Maybe. I might do an opioid at that point, <laughs> you know. But so, was it, was it particularly scary? It seems like a lot of times people get hurt when it's like perfunctory, but it they're was, just not zoned in as much. Dude, your fucking thigh. Jesus. It was a trick that I have done tens of thousands of times. Okay. And I uh, didn't have enough speed going into it. And I knew that full well, but I was always able to figure that out, adjust for in it. In the air. <laughs> and I guess at age 54, that's the time when you can no longer adjust for it so easily. And next thing I know, I'm just sliding through the flat part of my ramp with my leg. I could feel it just dangling. Oh. And I looked up at another friend of mine. I go, I broke my leg. And he's like, what? And then I grabbed it and I put it oh. back in place instinctually. I can't believe what I'm hearing. But but His then thigh, in that dude. moment, I knew like, oh, I'm so fucked. Like, I can't, I can't move. I can't do anything. I want to rewind this whole moment in time. But did you hear it as it. well? 
or did it pop? It was all very chaotic. Mm-hmm. The fall. So then you so kind of really sure how it happened, but yeah. I don't remember hearing it pop. I just felt it disconnect. Your wow. And what bone. do you, what did they do with yeah. that? Do you have a metal rod down your I do, now? yeah. Yeah. Okay. How much did that cost? <laughs> you know what's <laughs> funny? I didn't titanium? look I looked at the hard costs of it because I thankfully have insurance. Uh-huh. It's a lot, it's more than a house. Really? Yeah. By well, the way, who is insuring really? you? Yeah, that, the homes Insur- in my area anyway. Not, what, not where you guys live. Who do you get your insurance from? I mean, my God, who is like <laughs> Bobby's <laughs> Healing and Band-Aids on Ventura. No, where did you? Oh, I mean, Zach. Zach. Sag. Oh, Sag. Blue Cross. So. Yeah. Anthem. That, how Anthem. long, how is it now? Well, well I, this went story. Through, I went through eight months of recovery and. Got my get, got back on my skateboard much too soon. I watched mm-hmm. this whole thing on Instagram play out, and it never connected. My bone never connected because I was so active on it. So you you rushed it a little bit, and it yeah. never grew together. It, yeah, and I, and I and I kept thinking like it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and then at some point I realized that I'm just in pain all the time. I mean, like I would I would have to take a painkiller to get through an airport, yeah. and I got admit this doesn't feel right for eight months in. I went and got mm-hmm. x-rays and realized the bone had moved further away from where it was when it got Because it you were too active? I was too active. So I uh, I came up here to a specialist and um, he's the specialist in non-union fractures, which means it never, it would never formed a union. Oh. And he put it straight and sent me on my way and I've been taking it slow. And I'm finally back on my skateboard the way I used to. Your your bone later. wouldn't cross union lines. One year later, what's that? Wouldn't cross. Well, I'm the supposed to get line. a hip replacement at some point. I heard. Let's those do are, it. Let's do I, it. I heard those are very effective uh, and quick healing. Fifty five minutes open to close. <laughs> yeah, I I've been avoiding it for seven years, Tony, because I, they take a a saw. Yes, and saw I heard off it's the top noisy. More. Sandler I, just I heard, did. I heard it's awesome. <clears throat> But people, I would who, rather go through that than my femur <laughs> issue. Let's no, no, yours would be much worse. But people who do it always say, "Ah, I should have done this a long yeah. time ago." I like to wait and kind of suffer. It's part of my personality. David's like that too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm inspired by your uh, healing, you know, because you, at 24, you know, things heal faster. Yes, but you're, <laughs> yeah, I learned that you're, too. You're yeah. full court. You're full, fully around now. Um, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm not, I can't say I'm fully you're back not gonna to where push I was. It, are you? Yeah. Doesn't your wife but, say don't push it anymore? Cause you're going to break it again. Uh, mm. she is concerned that I, that I am getting a little too, uh, ambitious mm. and confident with it. So mm-hmm. I have been taking it as slow as I can. Let's put it that way. So I'm, I'm much more aware of it this time. You're like, you're still kind of the old gunslinger in a way. I mean, you're the guy who invented the sport, basically, in some ways. Oh, I mean, well, thank you. Popularized it. I, yeah. I, everything I read, it's just Tony Hawk, and you're an icon. I mean, right? I'm not. Yeah, well, and everyone's sick of it. No, I appreciate it. Thank you're you. You're attached to the sport. <laughs> everyone's sick of it. You got a point there. <laughs> but there's a lot of people on our podcast. My wife like, when is this, he just going to quit? My wife loves this podcast. And she, she'll know enough about you just through our sons that did that. And- I, I just for a second before we get into all the questions I have. So the beginning, because I was reading, you, you know, about your your high IQ and you were sort of a difficult like because I'm interested in what kind of brain, not even your physical gifts, becomes brilliant at something at age 12, 9, 12. Um, yeah, I, it was honestly, it was just being obsessive and determined to a point of like to a fault. Because when I was a kid, I just was so, I wanted to do certain things and I didn't have the, the body for it or whatever, but I that was, was always fired up. 
Couldn't do football. I couldn't do football. football. Well, I didn't play football, <clears throat> but, but baseball, basketball. I'm saying I could do a little bit of that. Like I was thinking what other sports you good at because I couldn't do everything and I went to skateboarding because in Arizona. It was yeah. that. Yeah. Well, skateboarding is a culture too, which we'll talk about. I mean, it's more than sure. a sport. And, and, that, and, and then once yeah. I started doing it, I kind of fell in love with the misfit aspect because I never really felt like I fit in with my schoolmates. So are you saying to me that, are you saying, Tony, that you may not have Damn. absolute physical gifts like someone who could just, Larry Bird got a basketball and just said, right. came LeBron, to him right yeah. away. Eddie Van Halen got his son, his son, his brother's guitar, mm -hmm. sat on the bed at 8 a.m. and played till midnight. Right. It just spoke to him. So when you got on the board, it just spoke to you. And you it spoke to me, but in, but in no way was I a natural. A natural. You, you, you would do that far. I would just do it, but I would just do it endlessly. Like I would go... <clears throat> I would go from school to the skate park, stay there until my so mom fun, got off work so at the, she, she worked at a community college mm -hmm. at eight or 9 PM. And then she'd have to drag me away until they turn the lights off. Did you ever annoy them? Cause bad skateboarding kids are really loud. Like they're constantly <laughs> falling and banging. <laughs> yeah. It's not a very relaxing thing as a parent watching bad skateboarding. You didn't have steel wheels. You weren't that far back, were you? Not that far back. No. Did you have a yellow free form with a split tail? No, but- Jeez, he's, what's going on, yeah. man? Or a, he's flexing. Or a Bane. I did have a Bane was my first board. Okay. Okay. You like that, Dan? What? You like that shit? A Bane? Yeah. Okay. Let me go back this to- This guy's legit. Let me go back to more Larry King type stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do. So yeah, there you are. <laughs> no, I have a but we want to get into the weeds of, of urethane and clay wheels. We have a, a psychological question for him. My son had a- uh, When I was just talking on the way over here, he, had, he just had a comment. He wanted you to comment on, this is jumping ahead a little bit, the turf war at a skate park between the BMXers- the rollerbladers and the skaters, even mm -hmm. though it's called a skate park. So, <laughs> okay. so yeah. what? What do you, uh, will you comment, please, on that, Mister Mister um, Hawk? I'd say so rollerbladers I, I lose. I got lucky in that I was a sort of a generation before that was happening, mm -hmm. and at some point, I got very lucky that I was still skating when rollerblading started to be on the rise mm -hmm. because I was struggling to make a living at skateboarding, and I got to be the special guest at rollerblade shows. Like, uh -huh. This is a rollerblade show, but we got special guest skateboarder, oh, Tony Hawk here. And I, mm -hmm. Thank God. That was paying my mortgage, literally. So I never had the beef. I saw it, I under, you know, I, I saw it playing out and people were whatever, having <laughs> bad right. stereotypes with everything. Yeah. Um, but I love everyone. You're like the well, godfather though. So if they see you, do you win because you're a skater and they're like, oh, the fucking king is here. I don't, I, I, it's more that I grew up, I grew up to, not that grew up, but but eventually I was in all the X games and, and doing all that. And mm -hmm. then we were all sort of brethren, the BMXers, even the inliners mm -hmm. um, and the skateboarders because we rode the same terrain and we were all sort of coming up together. Yeah. So I, I didn't feel that turf war, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that it's tricky when you have a lot of BMXers and a lot of skateboarders at a skate park because BMXers are silent. And oh, you can't you see them coming. You get hit. You don't hear them coming. Yeah. Right. Because the rubber tires and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that that can be an issue. And so I, I think that there's a good, some skate parks assign certain days for bikes and certain days for skateboarding. I think that mm -hmm. helps. It seems to me as a layman that the rollerblader has the device attached to his feet. The BMXer is hanging on to the device. Right. 
and the skateboard guy has to stand on the fucking thing. <laughs> and it's like, seemed much harder. The, uh, yeah, there's some apples to oranges there, I gotta say. I guess. I mean, I oh. would, I was such a baby. That was when there were steel wheels back in the 60s. A really steep hill. Yeah. I'd sometimes just sit on the in fucking San thing. San Francisco, you know? yeah. <laughs> you know, we used to catamaran down some hills oh, yeah. at the wedge in Arizona. And it, it, big wipeouts at the end when you catamaran always. with your friend. And then yeah, it's we, almost we would fun do it down out. really steep grass hills just so that we knew, because we knew we were going to wipe out. Yeah. And then we just come so up So you might live. Things. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. I, I actually uh, wiped out at High Roller. I'll tell you that in a second. Uh, high Roller but Skate Park. Can we just yeah. finish off this uh, young, young Tony for a second? Just your. Um, you're just a quirky kid. You weren't a natural athlete. You you got a hold of a skateboard from from someone in the neighborhood, or you're nine uh, my years older. Brother. Older brother. Yeah. And then it just spoke to you. You became possessed. Yes. And then within possessed is good. Yes. Within three years of that, you were world class. Or where were at twelve? It was something. Or fourteen? You um, it was such a quantum leap. I I started skating around age ten, mm -hmm. and then got really into it as I dove into it completely it took a downturn in popularity. So really sort of like mm. at the time when I was really starting to come into my own and fall in love with it, it was all, the world was crumbling away around me. Um, and so I got sponsored at age 12 by Dogtown Skateboards, yeah. which didn't really mean a whole lot. It just meant that sometimes they would send me free skateboards. That was pretty much it. And then I moved up. So no money. No, no money. No. Sponsor. I never knew what that meant, but I thought that was Dog it was, a free was the gear. coolest one. Free gear, sure. free yeah. gear, and then and then that moved me up to the sponsor division, mm -hmm. and that kind of lit a fire because suddenly I was skating with people who are much more advanced, and I had to figure out how to navigate that. And then I rose to the top of the amateur ranks in within two years, and then I actually turned pro at age fourteen. <laughs> but but when you turn pro, like that, what that means is. I was filling out an entry form to the competition and there's an there's your name and address and then there's a box that says amateur and there's a box that says pro. So I checked the pro box. That was the only difference? That was it. <laughs> and then I was the competing. First time you made money? Oh, sorry. Garcia. That was competing for $100 first place. Okay. 75 second, 50 for third. I got fourth. So no money? <laughs> no money. Do you remember your first check for doing this? Or My first check was 50 bucks when I got third place. 50 bucks. Yeah. I got paid $3 for my first set. Ooh, you got money yeah. for your first set. That's I pretty stopped. rare. Rob Williams was there. I think we, it was $10. Her. I think he took seven. I took three. Her. Her. Seven oh, seven. Seven dollars. <laughs> Do you want to be famous? I asked him. Oh, just want to play for the people. Never forgot that. Well, you're, you're playing pretty well. I God rest his soul. Good friend. Anyway, Tony, that's it. remarkable. How are your parents reacting to this? And your brother, are you, is there a sibling thing? Like Tony's a superstar. What, no, well, what? he was, he was, um, he is 13 years older than me. So, oh, okay. um, so he, was, he was in college and mm -hmm. uh, just kind of watched it. Well, he, he was there sometimes, but my parents, I think they saw what it provided me just in terms of my sense of self and self-confidence and finally kind of focusing all of my energy and frustrations onto that instead of them. So they were thankful mm. and they were supportive and, and there were many, very few parents were supportive. Because of the danger of it, or or just that because of the, the culture the stigma, of it, like the culture, you're, you're a surfer dude, and you weren't going to go yeah. to school. Yeah, even though there's a rumor you're smart, but we have no proof. <laughs> it says here your IQ is one forty four. One forty four. Holy shit! I mean, maybe at one point, maybe you're at least day. half as high as that. <laughs> mine's so yeah, mine's He's incredibly smart. He's a chess champion. That was his thing. That's that's, that's what I got cool. off of that to go into 
skateboarding, right. which was a, so, a mistake. So did you? Some of us didn't go pro, Tony, and uh, <laughs> didn't get fourth. So place. you got paid fifty dollars. Yeah, and then um, eventually got my own skateboard model, and that's when I started receiving royal checks, royalty checks for between four and five dollars a month. Four and five a month. That's not too you, bad. Four dollars eighty five cents. Design was it, or you, well, how did you? Get I your designed own model? the shape of it, and then my sponsor, Pal Peralta, they designed the graphics of it. Oh. Um, but We're, then, okay, something happened in the mid eighties where suddenly skateboarding kind of came around again, mm -hmm. and I found myself in high school making six figures from royalties on those skateboards. So you're already an entrepreneur. You're you're a businessman already as you're a superstar athlete. Yeah, I didn't see it that way, but but it would just yeah. were other kids doing it as well. Did you have other? Did you have other dudes or women in the school that were not doing school? It? No, no. It's, it, that was the weird thing is that there was this resurgence of skateboarding. It was popular, but not a, a mainstream or yeah. widespread popularity. So I was still the outcast at school. I literally would would hide my skateboard in the bushes when I go to school because people would hassle me if I if I carried it around. They they would yell skater fact. Yeah, skater and what? I was, I was pro, I was I pro it. and I was traveling mm -hmm. to places like Florida, to places like Phoenix to go to these big events yeah. and sign autographs and then come to school and I was a ghost. Can I ask you just a technical question? Yes. Because it would seem to me when I watch gymnasts and stuff that you, you growing to six foot three, is that an advantage, disadvantage or neutral in terms of doing upside down flips? You have to it, have a bigger range. You know, the math of that. When did you get to 6'3"? Uh, not till I was in my late teens. So you're becoming a brilliant skateboarder and you're growing. And so you're adapting your revolutions to that height. Yeah. And I was still very flexible when I got tall. So mm -hmm. it was to an advantage because I finally was able to get speed and okay. get, get more height. And because I could ball up, I could still do those spins and things, but at greater heights. So your height... Begat it helped speed. me. Yeah, I can't say it. It's helped me into my older age, but it definitely helped me. Interesting. In okay, and, David. Okay, uh, Mike. Psychological <laughs> question. I'm the layman. He's a skateboard. Is now uh, when you grew up in San Diego, and what was the park in Carlsbad? Was it Big O? What's not? It's not. The uh, so there was Oasis Skate Park in yeah. San Diego, and then that closed, and then uh, Del Mar Skate Ranch was yeah, the last that's a cool one, park yeah. in that area. Yeah. Okay, so let's say Vans. Tony's- Do you the, remember Vans? Do you remember Vans? Skate Vans? Park? Yeah. Yeah, that's much later. For yeah. one of my kids' birthdays, I bought the place. Which basically. one, Ontario or it was down Orange? In, it, was, uh, it was like Milpitas or something. It's South oh, yeah, Peninsula. Yeah. yeah, that was- Vans. Um, yep. That made him the coolest kid in school. That was a good part. <laughs> yeah. Rewind it back to the days of chill accent on the beach and all day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prices could be huge. New players start playing with just five bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code FOTW to book your one way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per opted-in new customer. $5 wager required. Max. 
$100 in casino credits awarded, which require one-time playthrough within 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash promos. Restrictions apply. Now, let's say, because I did get to golf with Tiger Woods, let's say he's the best in golf. That's sort of generally known. And you are, let's say, generally known as the best skater. Uh, is it... A, is it something in you that makes you not want to give up, number one, because you still skate? You don't really have to skate anymore. You could stop. And yeah, Tiger could but, stop. well, I never did it for fame or fortune. You still like it. But those, thing, those things weren't even dreams. No, I, I, I have the same. I asked my no. wife, did I ever talk about being rich or famous? Never. I was yeah. in the club, and I just wanted to be the best guy in that club. So I totally relate but, to but that. But in skateboarding, no one was rich or famous when I started. Yeah. That wasn't, that was, you know, <laughs> was no, no one could aspire to that. What, what do you aspire to? I don't know. I'm going to be pro. Okay, no one's so making money. Yeah. You get that $100 check yeah. and your picture in the magazine. And so um, that was never the motivation. And so having come this far and, and having success I would have never dreamed, I still just want to skate. I mean, it really is. What well, do you want to push it that hard? That you're the I don't, first I, superstar. I, I, I of think I've turned a corner on that. God to be damn. honest, I mean, you've proven everything, but I guess it's still fun to be like you're still as good as everyone. We go to comedy clubs. You still want to do as good as these guys. You know, it's the same thing. Sure. Yeah, I I can't. That's the thing though. Like, I can't phone it in, and and everyone's watching you. I can't. Yeah, and, and so if I were to feel like I'm not really of a professional level, I wouldn't do it in public or on camera. Yeah. Um, but I'm. I'm, I'm just like, I still walk the walk. I, I mean, totally relate to what you're saying. You know, when I go to do a day, I, I can't help it. I just want to dominate. But it's it's not in an unfair way. Like you have your peers. Just to do, but to do friends. your personal best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if, and not, if not that, because you if, want to destroy everyone else. No, no. But yeah. it's it's it becomes a de facto comedy competition sometimes. And there's a lot of sure. subjectivity <laughs> yeah. to it. When 10 guys go on and we're supposed to be just hanging out at the comedy store doing our sets, but I was always like, oh, you had the best setter. He couldn't follow you. Mm. I, it's a gunslinger thing. Right. But yeah, it's not as much with Dave and I. We don't well, I did enjoy you guys after Chris Rock. Oh, you saw that? I saw that, <laughs> Did yeah. you sense the awkwardness? Because we were Caucasians. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you guys handled it very well. I well, didn't want anyone to figure that out, but they did right away. Well, they were, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. We were there to facilitate, but, yeah. um, you know, I can't join in on those conversations and no, but I thought you guys mm. did a good job. Well, we wanted to joke. First of all, we liked everybody there. All the, the panel was cool. We hung with them all day. I love and, JB. Uh, JB's funny. He's you know, he came out of his shell that night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Finally. For the first time, he, he finally lit, he opened him up. poking and prodding. Yeah. The guy He lit talk. his cigar backstage. He'd held it for 20 <laughs> That's years. Right, the whole day. That went so good. I'm going to light this up. I said, JB, you are smooth. Arsenio was smooth. He was nice. No, we know, and we've known Chris, David, especially close with Chris, but known him since 1990. Yeah. And uh, that was sort of how it came about. Like, we had a podcast. We're always together. We're together anyway. SNL. It's Chris. We're all buddies. Let's put a panel together. Let's, I guess they want to make the event bigger. Mm -hmm. So why not? We'll talk about it. But there's some stuff in there. If I had some heavy, controversial opinions, I would say them. I, but I didn't really, I just, Watched the jokes, liked them, said a few funny things. But when it got really heavy things, I don't want to comment. I right. mean, I want to let them talk. And yeah. that was I, why I we were all I had the there. same thesis, but it happened to Chris and he owned it and expanded it. But I thought it was always about something else, that <laughs> anger <laughs> right? You know, with the wife. I mean, it was pretty obvious, but he laid it out perfectly. And what was fascinating to me is that very rarely does the world watch quote unquote, the world. And we all know the story. Oh, yeah. We all saw the slap and all the reaction. And then a year later, we have a guy 
who got connected to it in such a way, because Chris doesn't flub lines, mm -hmm. but I think the emotion was so strong at that moment, which made it better because yeah. it's live yeah, and yeah, real, yeah. Yep. that this was a more than a mic drop. He was working some stuff out. And, um, it, yeah. you know, I, you just wonder casually, is this, is this over now or? I mean, me, Dana, be another Chris, special next year. We've all been bullied. Me and Chris used to talk about, it. I was pushed around Arizona. I was always a pipsqueak and I hated it. And Chris hated it. And, uh, I, I'm sure Dana got a little bit of it. And, well, no, 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 way more. I, you get older, I, got, no, I got bullied I, by uh, a grown man. Family. <laughs> knocked out yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you get like that, I can see when things like that set you off road rage shit because people try to fuck with me they'll hit on a date right in front of me they'll go oh right. this guy gonna say anything or they'll say that you're not gonna do shit and that anger builds up over your whole life and so chris getting that on stage at the oscars in my head i was like, like i don't know if i could continue life it'd just be it's so humiliating and then you don't fight back should i have shit so you go on and on and will i thought got off pretty easy because Banning from the Oscars is one thing, but banning from getting an Oscar is, I thought, should be stronger for <laughs> yes. a couple of years. Yeah. He doesn't have to go to the silly show. Yeah, who show cares? Go to the Vanity Fair party and just wait and watch people walk in. <laughs> and they'll bring it in on a platter. <laughs> yeah, I saw him there after the Vanity Fair party. And then I <laughs> yeah, saw Chris at Gaios, and uh, Chris was pretty cool. So I, I saw Chris the next morning. Where were you? I was staying up here. And I saw him at breakfast. Oh, you did? Yeah, and he was alone at a table. At and I just came He's always for a alone. Bit. Well, tell us what you said to him. <laughs> I just said, I thought that you handled that like yeah. a maestro. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, yeah, it's I don't still think hard. that had anything to do with, with me. But he, but he already had a clear piece yeah. of, you know. I wasn't. Yeah, he has his own history with, with uh, right. it's that, smart that to family. Sit on, that, sit on it for a year. It's got to drive him crazy, but at least he let it all out. And it was, it was great. I feel like he's... I think that was a, a literal mic drop. I don't think he he got it all out. I don't think he has anything else to say. Right, right. But I hope it continues. People have said to David and I, if we had a real feud, this podcast would blow up. No, we're trying. Ooh. So I'm trying to find a way to get mad at him, but I he's can, pretty mellow. You, you want to be part of it, Sonny? wedge here. Let's you see. He's pretty mellow. How I'm do trying I do to work that? up anger, but You're I just very can't. Wedgy. <laughs> I want to have credit for that. No, but what you say about bullying, I mean, and in our day, it was you, just, you got picked on. Yeah. I just, they're always picking on me. They, you know, we pick on him. Mm -hmm. and that, that was totally accepted. Yeah. And there, was was, no re, there were no resources. And a lot of it is not grandiose. Like a lot of it is just the, uh, the guy in the locker room just takes the back of your neck and just, just quickly just pushes you down to yeah. the floor. There's they used that. to, uh, it's not knowing you're going to do nothing. Because I was so small, they would pick me up in the hallway and spin me around once. <laughs> By the way, nothing more humiliating. No, now that's why you were so great doing 360. <laughs> you got to thank the guys. Right, so let's go, wait, let's go two and a half this time. This is a I was working flash. up to a 900. Tony Hawk became brilliant <laughs> yes. because of bullies who would flip him, throw him <laughs> yeah. in the air, throw him across yeah. the room, roll him down the hill. By the time Dude, you're on you, a skateboard, you go, no one's trying to hit me. This I don't is think easy. you get picked up like I do. When people pick me up at a party, I fucking flip out. And to this day, it happens. I go, if you pick me up, we're dead for life. We're not friends ever again. <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's like the most humiliating I asshole move. I would get move. picked up, too. Yeah, and they'd throw you against the locker. I had a girl and pick me up. And that was my go, mom. No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> After I came in my pants, I said, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> surprise ending. <laughs> Happy surprise. So, Tony. Well, Tony. Tony, um... You know, let's ask him about uh, the movie we did. We have to talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I just- so, Oh, go ahead. You got something I'm still else so that? fascinated how, well, just to make one observ one obs casual observation. The Very sport cool. is went fallow for a while. Yeah. You come up, you're emerging right as the sport is going. Mm. And so you're the first 
that I don't know if there's a second or there are these after superstars, but to the casual observer, you are skating. Yes. I mean, you're who, how many people, their name is a brand. It's funny. Cause I don't know. I, you know, I know, you know skating, I know some names, but it's synonymous to, to Tony Hawk. with Tony is at that level. I don't yeah. think. I, well, I, I can tell you, I, I credit a lot of that for a successful video game. Oh, that's right. Because your name because was our our game in huge letters had had huge success. It, they're um, gigantic. Yeah, that and, was where you made the most money, right? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And, and so still people there. would would see my name synonymous with a successful video game. So mm -hmm. that kind of added to the recognition factor. Well, that's the cool thing is that you're the video game guy, and then you're still actually the best guy. Oh, well, thank who you. Can yeah. physically I, do it. Doesn't always happen. <laughs> so that that's that's so much power. So how did the video game quickly? How did that come about? They approached you. You got to a certain level, and a company approached you, and were you in on the design of it and so um, forth and so on? Uh, so I was actually working with a PC programmer who came to me and said, me "Hey, I have an idea for a skateboard game." Nerd. What's that? Nerd, nerd. <laughs> yeah. two, we were two nerds. Nerd alert. <laughs> Literally nerd alert. knocking on doors. We were going to console manufacturers. We were going to software companies and saying, How oh, old are you? Uh, so this was not like around 97, 96, 97. So you're huge though at that point, right? Um, yeah. Well, I, there was, there's sort of a gap in, in skating's popularity in the early nineties. Mm -hmm. So it went underground very mm -hmm. much so. And that's kind of when street skating emerged. Okay. So this game, they don't come to you fully formed. They say, so do you're it with pursuing us. Well, no, what happened was together. this, he and I went to meetings and we just got shut down everywhere we went. And they said, skateboarding is not popular. Classic. Why would anyone want to play a skateboarding game? Okay. Uh, and, it, and at the time there weren't that many home consoles. There were, there were some, but. Mm -hmm. Not it wasn't. Did you go to Nintendo or, people, or no? Atari so or? he gave up. He got frustrated. Okay, and he he actually told me. He said, "Look, I I got to find a job, but um, I feel like we've made some some headway in terms of putting your name out there that you're interested in doing mm -hmm. this, and then maybe something will come of that." And I remember thinking, "Yeah, okay, buddy, sure." And then almost a year later, uh, Activision called me and said, "Hey, we heard you want to do a video game." I said, well, yes, very much so. And they said, <laughs> yeah. well, we are doing a video game of About skateboarding <laughs> and we'd like your input or to see if you want to get involved. So I went up to Activision and they were working on this game that was based on an engine that they had already made for a game called um, Apocalypse starring Bruce Willis. Okay. And it was so the first game that had a celebrity lookalike or, oh. mm -hmm. you know, their uh, avatar, their I guess. Avatar, call. sure. Yeah. Not the movie, um, but just not that, yeah. literal definition. And his voice. and But it didn't mm -hmm. do very well. But the engine was perfect for skateboarding. The engine so, means yeah, the, the, the motion. The motion in the game. Got so it. the first time I ever played what became Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was, was Bruce Willis on a skateboard with a gun on his back <laughs> doing kickflips. Okay. Like through a desert. And it was Bruce Willis. That's hysterical. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> was there a breakthrough moments or an epiphany like how, how to make a skateboard thing as exciting as a war it, well, or something? When I played the game, mm -hmm. I knew then like this is the way it should be. Because you're feeling it. I'm feeling it. And it was intuitive. And suddenly I was doing tricks right away. Right. So I thought with my with my resources, we could probably mm -hmm. make something that is legitimate. I, I wasn't thinking it was going to go gangbusters yeah. because I still heard those voices saying, who would want to play a skateboard yeah. game? Right. And when I told them, I had a Nintendo 64 at the time. And I said, oh, we're going to make this for Nintendo 64. And they go, no, we're making this for PlayStation. PlayStation. There's, there's a million PlayStations out there. There yeah. aren't a million Nintendo 64s. And so- I went along with that, obviously. Right. And Another smart idea. Not long after, when the, when it had success in the beginning, 
they called me. They said, you, you get your wish. We're going to do Nintendo 64. Great. I was like, cool. And then we ended up doing all the systems. And wow. did, the, did the first guy, you wet the beak on him a little bit or not? Did he go away for good? Show business term, wet the beak. <laughs> Give <laughs> him a little taste. money. Yeah. A little taste. No, I felt bad for that guy. But... Oh, he's totally. Well, you, yeah. so you had gross points. I mean, I don't know, whatever, but you're an you owner. You're an owner. And so being an owner is king. And um, Oh, yeah. I mean, it changed my life. So it just starts rolling in. And then it gets bigger. Did you year, evade right? taxes? By the, by the time or? the fourth game, no. I remember my first. <laughs> I remember writing my first check to yeah. the IRS and thinking, "This is more. This is more than the money I'd ever think I'd made in my lifetime." It's to interesting. Away. Giving to the IRS, so the, the rich tax, do man. pay. The rich pay their fair share. <laughs> the only one who did is Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. I'm this. Yeah, I, I could have got the loopholes. <laughs> that was Joe Biden. Sorry, I got yeah. it. <clears throat> He gets it. Anyway, you know. well, everything seems to be going well at this point in your existence. The game has kicked ass. You've won so many X Games, yeah. world champion. Um, Done a lot you, of commercials. You, you land a 900 at, at, at some point. How long did it take you? When, I how saw big that a deal whole was video. that for you? Uh, that was, well, that was, for me, that was <clears throat> my best uh, exit from competition. So you you were thinking I'm going to land this? And I, that, that wasn't. And there was no plan. Oh, it it was all spontaneous that night. Honestly, Did, um, so you just thought so just because I was trying to explain it to my wife and my sons. You're going up in the air, really, really high. You're going a full revolution in your body, another full revolution, and then a half then a, a half, revolution, yep. which you know, 360, 360, 180, and then hit it. Right, and that was a little Mount Everest kind of thing or um, for me at that time yeah because it's once something you got it. that yeah. I had been trying off and on for 10 years um, I did I did the first 720 in 1985 and that was huge at the time um, <laughs> yeah sure sure it, I mean in the skateboard world but the skateboard world wasn't huge oh okay there were no X games there was no social media oh, okay. so, so no one really does it have to be filmed or do they take your word for it I got a sequence of it that, I mean back then there was Bones Brigade videos were out kind of but really, it was more mm -hmm. about did it, did it get in the magazine? So I got a small oh, sequence in Thrasher. Oh, all those photos <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I got a small sequence in Thrasher doing a seven twenty. Fuck yeah, I probably saw. Thing. <laughs> on a backyard ramp in Sweden. So when you landed the nine hundred, what kind of, what competition were you? That in? was at the what X kind Games. Of at the X Games. That yeah. was global television. What? I said, what kind of pussy did you get? <laughs> I thought that's what you're saying. Oh, you're going. Going. <laughs> for mature audiences only. Oh. Is that on the video game? I thought that's where you're headed. <laughs> uh, Not quite. No, so you do the. Oh, I get all serious. So what? So you do so the nine hundred. So you're um, you're asking. So when, what, to answer your question, well, he's famous. It. He's out there. To in answer Sweden. your question, I was trying it off and on. I couldn't figure it out. I got hurt a couple <laughs> times doing it, and then when that event happened in '99, it was the best trick event, and I had one trick planned for that event, which mm -hmm. was not the nine hundred. It was a variation of a seven twenty, and I I made that early on, so mm -hmm. I had ten minutes to kill in this event, and the announcer, the live announcer for the audience that was there said, why don't we see one of those 900s? And I was like, great. Oh, like, now I'm on the spot. Crowd. Okay, crazy. so I I'll watched try this. It. Yeah, I watched this last this night. This isn't the yeah. one where you kept trying it. Is that the one? I kept trying it, yeah. That's yeah. one where you go over and over and, and you're like over. like the 10th one. And then they all right. bobbed And everyone you. almost oh. gave up. And then you kept uh, doing yeah. it. Well, I was, I, I, think, I think after my third or fourth <laughs> attempt, I realized that, this is the closest I've ever gotten. Mm -hmm. So I'm, there's no way I'm going to give up. It's either I'm going to make this or they're going to take me away. Or you're going to get hurt or something. And what do you think? Are you thinking right as you take off, like 
to get height, right? To get as high. Uh, as the, there, there's, or there's what are you thinking? Of, there's a bunch of elements, but speed for sure. It's mm-hmm. got to be a certain height to mm-hmm. get that much spin mm-hmm. rotation. Um, the snap is when the the, you the, pop the, the moment spin. you leave the, the ramp. Ball, the ramp, yeah. You got to have a snap where you <clears throat> you hit your tail and you grab the board at the exact same time. And if that doesn't happen, your board just flies away immediately. And you're stuck kind of you're spinning, spinning in space. Oh, right as you're about to go airborne, you got to grab your board so you're attached right. to it. And so if you yeah. get a good snap, then somewhere in the middle of the spin, you have to shift your weight towards the front foot. That was the part that I couldn't figure out all those years. Whoa. Um, oh, interesting. And so, I mean, sorry, not not the, towards towards the back foot. So you spinning, if you, if you just spin the way that you take off and try to land, you're too top heavy. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out how to sort of shift my weight to the back foot mid spin, right. and that's what you see me working out at. The you X-Men. mean when you land, you'll go face first? You won't. I you... did go face first the first time I ever tried to make it. So that's why rib. you go. I got to be. I got to get the weight, weight on yeah. the back foot. It seemed like when you did do it, you did sort of a squat, and you, it you. Yeah, well, that was lot. me overcompensating. <laughs> right, but you didn't leave the board. You <laughs> right. set the record, but yeah. that was like, yeah, interesting. Wow. Yeah, you um, you know, because I do when I used to skate. It's fun to watch once I quit because you sort of know a little bit about it enough to know which tricks are hard. So right. when I see Instagram and I'm like, God damn, like it got so beyond what I could ever do. I was, I was. It's, it's video games now. Like the tricks that you see yeah, I can't imagine. on Instagram or the, or the pros that you see out there, especially street skaters. It's the kind of thing that we did on our video game and combos as a joke. Because you know you could never do it. Yeah, no, no one will ever do this. You're right. And now they're doing it. I, yeah, has the yeah. equipment gotten better then? Or, or is there... Uh, the equipment hasn't changed it's about that much. The same. It hasn't changed? It seems about the okay. same. I think they have like, they have, you know, plates on track shoes, people running four minute miles, high schoolers, you know. Yeah, no, carbon, it's just skating with oh. Okay, so it's, they're all about the same weight. They're all about the same But it's also wheels. like, the, the, when you think about the generations that have come before, they the generation coming in now establishes that oh a 900 is possible mm. or these these tricks these combos are reality mm-hmm. so that's the baseline of which to start you could even go crazier yeah, yeah. you know uh, they used to have these things Dan they called uh, sky hooks so if that you know, was cream abdul tony knows what it is if you if i i was like it was hard for me to when i got to doing aerials at the old high roller skate park in arizona and so when you have to leave the top of the pool that's being a colossal pussy. This is a doctor telling me this. That's three the, pussies on this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's just saying I am not tough. So <laughs> all with different connotations. It's a fear. All, yeah, total different meanings. Every it's time. a fear thing, Dan. Once you leave oh, the top come on. of the Don't ramp, don't be a baby. The, I'll be my dad. It's for a too second. scary. And then so I wiped out a high roller trying to do an aerial axle stall. I think I've told Tony this before. And so I- Which, but to his credit, is a pretty gnarly trick. It's a hard trick. It's hard. And it's dangerous. And so you go up, I think David Andrike, someone did You get speed, you go up off the pool. You go up out of the pool. It was a a pool at the skate park. And you go up and you land on your axles and then you drop back in. Landing is the hard part. Dropping in, I could Mm -hmm. probably do, but I missed it and I wiped out and I fell backwards into the pool and broke both wrists. Now, everyone- uh, uh, all the concerned skaters go get the fuck out of the bowl. <laughs> yeah, yes. because so, I was laying there and, you had and two so broken I, wrists. I had to drag my board up, and it's hard to walk up from the deep end of the shallow end. It's like slippery. <laughs> so I get out, and I'm laying on my brother's. Uh, we had the Lee car, and Andy got mad because we just got to the skate park. We had two hours, and so I'm laying on the car on the on the windshield, and uh, Andy 
they go get Andy, my brother, because he saw me. He goes, I'll just go in the car. We're out of here in two hours. And so (laughs) the the, the skate park person saw me kind of shaking on the car. I didn't say anything. I knew I was in trouble. And then they went and got Andy and he comes and throws his helmet. He goes, what the fuck? You're fine, right? And I go, yeah. And they go, no, you got to take him home. You can't stay. And he goes, fuck. So he he throws me in the car and he goes, he goes, I'm going back. So he dropped me to my stepdad. And oh, then, and he went back to the skate park. he went back, yeah. And then I <laughs> oh sat there, God. and then my stepdad was buzzed because it was night. He was just drinking. Well, it was morning. <laughs> and he took me to his clinic and x-rayed him, and I saw a crack down both of them around his corner. I look around the corner, and I go, hmm, I didn't even go to med school. I see something <laughs> yeah. going on here. Did they set the looks off? He goes, let's sit on this. Oh. He was drunk. I go, what, what are we waiting for? So I lay down, and I don't, you know, we don't have Vikings back then. We don't have anything. So I'm just lying there, sort of whimpering. I was whimpering. And then uh, the next day, my mom goes, fight. take a man and do something. So he just gave me splints. So then the first day of school, I went as a freshman. I had two splints, but I looked like a badass. I had my Quicksilvers. I had my fucking OP shirt. <laughs> carrying yeah, you Skateboarder guys, magazine. I didn't, we got injured in different ways. Like my brother popped the wheelie. That's what we do. On our, yeah. You know, yeah. Pop the wheelie. The BMX. wheel comes off, chips his teeth. Teeth, yeah, oh, yeah teeth. the forks go down. You go, uh-oh, this yeah. is just a way So he's like got fangs for a while. They finally got him, you know, caps on him. And then he's doing a Duncan Imperial, going with the yo-yo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> broke him again. We're so That's old. That's twice. You guys were daredevil. Then he had a slinky. <laughs> then he got a slinky. Broke his and leg. He lost an ear. Look, I don't want to go into the Carvey. We were rough and tumble 60s Jeez, kids. It wasn't, nothing household. was- Nothing was safe. Trust me. I knocked my teeth out, my front teeth, uh, five times. God wow. dang! Are you, is you really? Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about that is, every time <laughs> you knock cool them out, thing. you can choose the size and the color. Oh, the <laughs> ones. Well, you have a very As, positive attitude. But in your adult life, <laughs> yeah. that's that's a thing, right? So, you how many bones tough. do you have broken in your body? Everyone wants to know. Uh, Everybody. F- four officially. Four officially. Yeah, my okay. pelvis, my elbow, uh, my femur. And, um, well, I broke my thumb, basically. Concussions. How many bruises, roughly? <laughs> Concussions? I had, I had many. <laughs> many. My son did, he used like to do ramp together, rats. Though. Ramp rats with BMX bike. Uh-huh. You, know, I, I, you know, you find out later, but he was out cold for three minutes once. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, concussions well, weren't talked about a lot in the old days. No, no, you just the, hit your head hard. They didn't yeah. know. Bell you rung. Know. Yeah, you got, you got his bell rung. Shook up. But they say multiple yeah. hard hits is the hardest thing on your brain. Uh, well, or, w- or in the hundreds. In, in succession. Yeah. Yeah, where it's one after the other in a short time. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And and um, I, I've been proactive in that and I've, I've had the tests and to see if I'm at risk for Alzheimer's and, mm-hmm. and it seems that I'm doing all right. I see a lot of dudes in these Instagram with no helmets doing some gnarly stuff. Yes. A little scary. It's kind of a skateboarder scary. cool thing to do, but it is not the smartest. They thing were trying do. to, when they put skateboarding in the Olympics, there, there was a, <laughs> there was a movement, which I found odd to not have helmets in the park event. Yeah. You can see the park event where people are flying. Yeah, you're doing rail slide. That's it when it's flat, you're saying? When it's just street stuff? Not when it's street, they're, they're, they're not. But what they were saying oh, in the invert. park event, we shouldn't have to wear pads. And I was like, you guys are, I, I, was, I was not in the conversation, but so you guys are flying 10 feet above 10 foot pools. That's, yeah. I don't think it's going to go well for the general audience. Yeah, you know, I mean, no, it's not like it's supposed like, to be kind of a fun game. Yeah, and the, yeah. I, I picture parents going, yeah, you're never going to do that.
David, whether you have a few weeks old puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. Yep. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with your lovely dog. Yeah, well, I've heard farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. And, you know, that's what everyone's looking for. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced. Uh, it's made from human-grade ingredients. Safe, clean kitchens, all that stuff matters. Yeah. I mean, you love your dog. Why Why get the lousy food for your dog? Farmer's dog is the best. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed. Sometimes dogs- much lower quality. Yeah. <laughs> you, you put it in their bowl and they go, what is this kibble? And they knock it away. What is this canned goo? Oh, yeah. I've had our dog, yeah, look at the bowl yeah. and then kind of crank its neck up and look at me. And it was like, Really? They go, really? Why don't you go first? You want a bite of this? Slop. <laughs> and it makes that sound. Here you go, dog. Mm -hmm. So Farmer's Dog isn't just no. higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It makes it easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, David. And which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits, David, from healthier coat mm -hmm. and skin, better breath, if you want to kiss your dog, and even easier digestion and smaller and better poops. Let's look at a clip. It doesn't matter <laughs> if your dog's young or old, it's always the right time to invest in their health for more happy years with your dog. Get 50% off your first box at farmersdog.com slash fly. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use your code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. To get a beautiful gift, mm -hmm. you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The tricky part, Dana, as you know, yeah, figure, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. I hate to say it. Price yeah. matters. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's why I recommend for any jewelry purchase, you source it from BlueNile.com. They've been with us for a while. Yeah. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds, David, and find jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase. Some of their highest quality standards. They have some of the highest quality standards in the industry. Right. And David, whether you want to make a classic statement by gifting a white gold tennis bracelet mm -hmm. <laughs> to Sarah Sherman or, <laughs> or, bring out, or bring out her eyes with sapphire and diamond hoop earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts can help you find the perfect gift. David? They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions like, should I make it a diamond cut or a circle? <laughs> Those are the technical questions. <laughs> I know. Uh, oval. They fit your budget. They'll make sure what you want, they can fit in your budget. Yes. It's very difficult to buy jewelry for someone because, um, you know, it's it's a subjective thing. And the, you'll be guided with the, this company's going to help you make the right choice. You give right. them a little information and they'll go, Sapphire. It's hard to roll down to your local strip mall and go, yeah. We're a jewelry store and we sell trucker hats. It's like, that's yeah. not what you want. Or sometimes they have a small jewelry kiosk inside a Denny's restaurant. And it's like, <laughs> they're flipping hotcakes and I'm trying to find my loved ones. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, thank you. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. Oh, that's nice. So you can't lose. No, mm-hmm. just in case you got 30 day returns. Mm-hmm. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Does the skateboarding culture, does it overlap with surfing in a way, or is that a bad vibe that it also, it's not necessarily a cannabis culture? It was kind of, oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm just well, I, I, I'd say skateboarding is so diverse now that mm-hmm. I wouldn't just zero yeah. in on something like that. I, I I feel like this definitely has been associated with skating. But they, they had the phrase surfer bum. Do they have skater right. bum? Um <laughs> Skate rat, I think. Skate is more rat is more yeah. like to someone who. Yeah. Yeah. Lives but I think on the outside, especially in the in those days when skating wasn't very popular, there was a there was a sort of view of skating that was, oh, they're slackers, they're yeah. they wake up late, they're stoners, right? And I guess you could view it like that, but I feel like skating requires so much discipline that that was sort of being yeah, ignored. It's very technical. That's true. We my, were, we were yeah. sort of outliers because you didn't fit in anywhere at, at exactly, our school. Yeah. So my brother and I. Yeah. We took my kids to Europe and they, because we were middle-class kids, got some money. We're in Italy. But all they wanted, all they talked about was statues and monuments. I could catch so much air off that. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. was about what they could skate off sure. of. You know, <laughs> yeah. kind of any angle. Any- I remember when <laughs> one of the pal tours went to the Vatican and I tail dropped off one of the sculptures and- I'm sure they uh, love that. People didn't really like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. You you were in the Vatican and, and skateboarded. I mean, in off the in the Vatican City in the oh, oh, in outdoor that, area. There, yeah, yeah. yeah. We 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 were just skate. That's that was the thing in those days. All we cared about was skating. So it was anything. Yeah. Yeah. The sightseeing yeah, was just more incidental to right. us getting to skate that day. Uh, stairs. What was that? What would you get most excited about? Just a, in sort of um, urban environment. Back in those days, anything that resembled a ramp or a bank mm-hmm. or like a uh, reservoir. Even Kettner School here, I used to see in Skateboard yep. Magazine. So when I came here, I had to go find it. And it was kind of lame. It was just slight banks on asphalt, but it was something. Yeah, dude, but that was the early days. Of, yeah, do of, some Bertelmans. Yeah. You know, Bertelmans. show off a little bit. <laughs> Bertelmans? Oh, yeah, just a little. That's a surf term. I, I, is that right? <laughs> I do little tail blockers because there's really no danger to it. You just turn around. I have a photo. I'm the representing first, the audience at home. In the first Bones Brigade uh, newsletter. Yeah. I had a photo doing a Bertelman at Cantor Banks. Oh, for real? Yeah. Jeez. You know, it's a good photo. You know, it's a good photo. Deli for <laughs> a thing is, if Tony's a photographer across me, if you go up to him and there's a camera low and you do a tail block, put your hand out and then turn. Oh, yeah. That's a good that's picture. That's the hero angle. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Uh, let's talk about the movie. Uh, oh, well, you were in Jackass too before you get to Police Academy. Um, all of them. You were in all of them? Yeah. And you do, did you do, Dane, have you seen when- uh, Well, do you were in full some circle? kind of blown up suit? <gasps> full pipe. Yeah. Did you do it? Did you do a full pipe in a chicken suit or something? I did. Yes. <laughs> I was about to say, it yeah. sounds like possible. Uh, well, I, no, uh, let me. That's correct. Johnny Knoxville. I did, I did that for Jackass. Yeah. In, with Matt Hoffman. The he TV I, show? The TV show. Okay. okay. He and I wore chicken Oh, he was shoes. a BMXer, right? Yeah. And yeah, okay. we did, we did a loop uh, in Orlando. And then, then after the loop, we jumped into this lake. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I was on Wild Boys and we were skating in gorilla costumes <laughs> never, and it's never we, easy <laughs> we were also skating with an orangutan so that was the whole vibe there was an orangutan that skated and then bob burquist and i dressed up in gorilla bob did the orangutan think you were gorillas or didn't know no were... but okay. it did not like if we got ahead of him so competitive? We learned very yeah, quickly very competitive. He, he's in it to win it and we're just stand behind because <laughs> you don't want him coming after you 
in your. Well, we ended up we ended up skating. <laughs> they chew your face off. I heard. Yeah, yeah. We ended up skating. Side note. Uh, just the, to what? fill the the content, and then we went and did. Bob had his own loop, and we did Bob's loop, and Bob's loop was very slow and weathered, and I didn't take that into consideration as I went down to it, and then I ended up paying the price. Did you not get around the whole thing? You're I saying fell, I fell from. What happens? I fell just around. Uh, 10 o'clock yeah. going up mm-hmm. and that makes you go all the way to the top and then fall uh, so I fell 16 feet that's when I broke my pelvis and Shit. were you in the orangutan suit at that point yes. or some other suit was the orangutan suit that was for wild boys yeah. <laughs> was it was it padded <laughs> not no. worth it no they, that was extra we don't got any budget no. for and that. I was wearing the mask so I wasn't wearing my helmet so uh, that was a big problem uh, I got mm. a concussion but a loop, my skull. For people at home, you just go straight mm-hmm. down fast like Hot Wheels, and then you do a whole loop. A whole loop, And you yep. lose all your momentum at the top, and you want to bail, I'm sure. But if you just hang on, you're fully lightweight. I'm sure you're full. Um, if you have the right amount of speed, you you just hold steady, and it works. And it will stay on. Yeah, but, yeah. but mm-hmm. the problem with Bob's is that it was so weathered, you couldn't get that amount of speed. I like how no So I tried to shit. compensate by using my legs, and if you use your legs, then you end up, Completely straight leg with nowhere to go. Okay. Have you ever studied geometry or <laughs> or physics? Because it sounds like you're really you got to know speed. It's wind. It's yeah. like well, the first time I ever angle. did it, I did I did go. I actually like did a Hot Wheels and tried to measure that and do the ratios of how that would work, mm-hmm. and it worked the first time. But right. this time it didn't work. It seems like there's a lot of thinking that goes into these tricks that maybe not, not every usually. skateboarder has. Yeah, usually right. it's just intuitive. No, it's just Try. Right. I don't like they gave you a shitty ramp. If I get here, I'm going to fall there. I got to get speed to get this velocity and this angle. I don't know. Sounds interesting. Yeah, we're just kind of going off of feeling. We didn't have foam pits or Mm. training grounds. Right. So it's like David. Like He he tried air to axle stall and came down hard and broke his wrist. Yeah. When we, By the way, we (laughs) we did this movie in the old days. I I, I was trying to jump the simple thing of stairs. Just seeing if your wrist has a bump. No, I I actually broke my wrist again after that. Skating? Yeah. And my mom goes, you shouldn't skate anymore. I go, because it's too dangerous. She goes, no, you're horrible at it. <laughs> we have to keep you in school. You keep getting- We're mortgaging the house yeah, to pay I just, for your I medical just, bills. I, it, was, it got too hard because it was too, you know, I could do the desert pipes. Uh, we did those. I could do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and just go to vert and come. I well, couldn't yeah. really do that those much. Were, those were famous. Could you do a, um, what is it? The pineapple reverse squat? <laughs> Do you remember that one? The old dipsy doodle. (laughs) No, I can do front side grinders. I can do stuff, but it gets scary, Dana. And it was just, when it gets too hard and what they were doing, it just, it separates. I had a hard time looking at it. My kids coming down steep hills. Yeah. Didn't want to wear helmets, but kind of put the helmet on, put the helmet on. And I, because of childhood trauma, I had to look away. My wife could just watch them, but I would just, I would just look away. Oh, they made it. You know, (laughs) we had 23 ER visits between the two sons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, actually have the cell number of the head of the ER. In my <laughs> Down there by you yeah. in your secret They have location. a special lane. Yeah. Tony, he's coming in on Tony Drive. Okay, put well, him in we, uh, we, have, we have several children, and they all went through their share of injuries because you got, they all skate, so that too. And is Riley a pro? Riley, my oldest son is pro, yes. Yeah, he's good. He's cool. Oh, that's cool. So do you think um, when you see him – Becoming that good, do you, do you see yourself in him intellectually, or I, or, uh, I see I like, see his determination and his drive to keep trying 
to mm-hmm. outdo himself. Yeah. Very much so. so he, the- he, he's more of a street skater, so that is not my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But I do see the same sort of motivation that he has that I have. It's kind of true of all successful good. people. Sorry. It's hard that he's that good because he's got this guy as a dad. And and it's hard to be good anyway. He kind of he kind of shied away from skating when he started getting good because of that. It's weird. It's definitely weird. Uh, and, but but came back to it because he had so many close friends that were just hardcore skaters yeah. and kind of found his own path after that. Well, once you're making a living at something that's a passion, it's kind of a it's a very nice thing. So he is professional. He is. Yeah. And I, I always wanted to make the same amount of money I could as a waiter, like maybe fifteen hundred yeah, a month. Right. And once I got to six hundred a month, I was able to put Are down you there the yet? apron. <laughs> I made six hundred. We made six hundred on this podcast alone. By the time you alone. finished that sentence, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, two okay. jokes. No, it's, uh, life's been good. But um, to your point, and it's for everybody who who ex- uh, excels at things. The passion has to come first, and and just wanting to get better at it. You know, yeah. wanting to get better. I, I do see. I, I have seen skaters come and go because their motivation is is fame and fortune. And if they get a taste of it, then they don't want to skate anymore or they don't want to push themselves. And also if that's your moniker, it's like Lauren Michaels, one of his, uh, the minute you're hot, you feel yourself getting less hot. (laughs) It's hard to stay. (laughs) So in other words, if you're a fame whore, you're just like, I, I, you know, I don't, I like to stay home. I don't want to go anywhere. Dave's a man about town, but we're, we, we, we're different. That's why we, we have a chemistry, but yeah, I'd much rather watch Friday night lights at home. I have to extract Dana out to dinner once a week. Oh yeah. I I feel you. You know, but but he he has a steak dinner and mashed potatoes waiting for him when he sits down (laughs) and then he'll have a small cocktail. Yeah. I go, are you feeling anything with that two pounds of T-bone I got a glass of whiskey at night. Dana, why aren't you asking him about the movie you don't care about? It's Police Academy 4. It's That's where well, we met. Well, this is uh, for, this is, this for is our listeners. That, no, well, this I have some questions oh. after this, oh, yeah, but okay. this is the axis of connection between these yeah. two. The movie Police Academy 4, the good David's one. David's yeah. in it. Tony's in it. Go, guys. I so said I, I got hired just doing improv. I wasn't a good actor. The way I locked into that, Tony, is I went in. I was very new. I was 21. And I just started doing sets of the improv. And there's casting people peppered around. You just don't know. And then mm-hmm. when they called me in and they said, we got a script. Can you come in and audition? I didn't know what I was doing. I would have literally, because my next audition, I just read it off the page. Yeah. Uh, they go, we want you to read. I go, oh, I can read. And then I just read the script to them. And they were like, you don't know what you're doing. And I go, nope. <laughs> so the only reason I got that is because they go, can you skate? And I said, yeah. Because I auditioned for North Shore, a movie. And I said I could surf and I could not. <laughs> and but did was, they discover that? Yeah, they, they discovered it. You? Well, I didn't get it. So I got down to meet and Matt Adler, a buddy of mine, got it and he uh he could surf. So it's by about a guy from Arizona and I go, I have all the components. Yeah. I can't surf that good. Uh so I, I think do you dodge a bullet with that one. Yeah, I would have fucking drowned. Surfing. No, no, is... but I'm just saying that is that is the one of the most quoted ridiculous surf movies. Oh yeah, it was kind of goop. Was yeah. it kind of goofy? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. I King mean, from Arizona just, that there's rides. some there's some one-liners in there that endure that live on <laughs> like, because Which yeah, movie was this? Yeah. It's called uh, North Shore was North, North Shore. Shore. Yeah, and who was in it? Matt Adler is a buddy of mine that Okay. Uh, Laird plays I remember the that. protagonist. Oh, he does. Laird Hamilton is the guy that pulls his leash. He would have drowned. Oh, Laird me. Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a trip. He's yeah. the bad guy. If yeah. he knew oh, I was funny. not good. So anyway, so I auditioned for Police Academy, but when I get there they go we're getting a new script in. It's not here yet. And I go, oh, and they go, shit, you're here. Do you want to just, 
Oh, perfect. You want to just yeah. ad lib stuff. Well, you're just a smart ass kid. And the lines are so stiff anyway. I would have bombed. So I just started making up stuff. That's good. And it was so lucky because they go, oh, he's not bad. Because I was just free forming. Right? That's so much So I get better. hired. I go there. I'm making so much fucking money. I think I was making $2,500 a week. That's a movie. I was in a movie in Toronto. And they That's go, a you're a part of a skate gang of misfits. And they go, oh, we're going to get. And of course, I knew the Bones Brigade. I knew everything from Arizona. Right. And then they go. This guy, Tony Hawk, I think it was Guerrero and Cavalero and Mike McGill and Lance, Lance Mountain. Yep. And so they all came out and I was mm -hmm. so excited because they were rock Do you stars. remember your first impressions of da David Spade? <laughs> um, I thought it was super funny. <laughs> yeah. So you I mean, it was, it was one of those things where, I got, where you go, oh, you're, you're really funny. You should be <laughs> yeah. a comedian. That was lucky because, you know, Tony, <laughs> the one funny. problem we had was Tony was taller than me and he was, uh, were you goofy or regular foot? I'm goofy footed. And so we had Chris Miller. Well, no, I, can I interject? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. So we all read for this that part. Oh, is that right? We all read oh. for the part. Oh, that's that you right. Got, oh, okay. Or okay. The, or that you and uh, the who's uh, the guy Brian from Backer. Fast Times? Yeah, Brian Backer. So we all read for those parts as the Bones Brigade, and they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, you guys are not actors, but you know, we'll we'll consider you in the gang or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then they, I didn't know that they singled out when they hired you guys. They singled out Lance and me as the doubles. Yeah. I went through a growth spurt from the time we tried out <laughs> to the time we got there. Really? <clears throat> and so for the first week, they were like, I think that guy's too tall. And I remember the director saying like, you know, he's a pretty good skater, but he's a bad stunt double. And so then Stacy kept telling me like, Jim stay Drake. low. Oh, crouch. <laughs> stay low. Oh, Stacy Peralta. Yeah. And I go, I, I, I don't know. I was trying. I was trying. And then, yeah. and then they just quietly sent me home. Basically, I got mm -hmm. fired. Oh. And then they sent in Chris Miller, who looks like you, looks a little like, more, and yeah. is is the same stance as well. You're you're I'm goofy, you're but goofy, he was closer. Right. It was a tough decision because you're yeah. goofy and he's regular. Sorry, what is goofy foot? I'm goofy. Oh, that means he stands. He stands with his right foot forward. So do I. And that's called goofy. Yeah. And left foot is called regular. 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 Okay. And so when I got hired, <laughs> you remember that was that was part of the thing. It was like, oh, you're goofy footed too. That's what David is. Mm -hmm. So I went. So in, in long story short, they sent in Chris Miller, who looks more like him, but is regular footed. Oh, okay. So in the in the skate sequence, his stance keeps changing. It's so crazy. Wow. I'm gonna watch this so tonight. unprofessional. By the way, <laughs> but you had a legit skate part, like going through the mall. I could skate. I could yeah. skate. And then when I go, mm -hmm. one time I go, uh, Brian Backer could not skate. He was the other uh, guy. He was very much against it. Yeah. To the point where he's making us very uncomfortable. As part of the movie? Or? He just didn't want to even pretend. And they yeah. needed establishing shots of him skating. Oh, okay. Even and, if they had to pull him on something oh, and just okay. stand there. He didn't want to be. Yeah, yeah. But at one point they did try to get him on a skateboard and he was very upset about it. And he was kind of complaining to us. And we're like, well, we just work here. Yeah. <laughs> but we can help you. Stacy you know, like Peralta <laughs> was a great skater and a great director. And one of his bosses, because he's from Pal Peralta, Bones Brigade, all this Yeah, stuff. I mean, he's the one who put us together. Yeah. And he was the one who got us the audition. And he did he second unit. Job. Yeah. He, so he directed us in a lot of those skate scenes, or if not all of them. And one time I go, Stacy, he goes, you can skate a little bit. Right? I go, yeah, yeah. I go, listen, on this one, I'm wearing a pink bone shirt, didn't I? Oh. Yeah. And I go, uh, <laughs> we're just we're just rolling through the city at night. So I go, uh, well, that I'm gonna, sounds we'll, and fun. then they go, you go over these steps. And I go, what is it, five steps? I go, I can do that. And he goes, okay. So I could do five steps seven out of 10 times. So, <laughs> but when the pressure, so they're all behind me. I don't know if you remember this. Anyway, I'm in front, woohoo, making noises we looped later. 
And then we go in and I do the first steps and I fucking wipe out. And then everyone has to wipe out on top of me because they're all like two feet behind me. Oh, yeah. There was no. There's, <laughs> so was the no, camera rolling? There's no that adjusting. Probably, yeah, that's yeah. Like, that's like, like slap and I'm like, <laughs> And they use that? No, I think they oh. just go, Tony, just do it. <laughs> and then you We need to it. get one right. As a stunt double. Yeah. As a stunt double. Five, five steps. Was it nothing for you? That uh, not nothing, but it was. Yeah. Doable. It seemed to be a lot well, for David. Also, what we <laughs> seemed learned, to be very difficult for David. <laughs> yeah, but the, what we learned in in that shoot is we learned about stunt bumps, mm -hmm. and we didn't know anything about yeah. that. So if we pretended like something was really hard, oh, they right. would give us extra money. Oh, you did jump a police car. You're talking yes. about two stairs? Are you nuts, boy? I've got yeah. a fee for that one. <laughs> yeah, I got there you. There was one. It was the um, when we jumped the fountain. Okay. I don't think you were there for that one, mm. but we we jumped a fountain. They set up this big ramp, and mm. and it just was so janky the whole thing. Yeah. And, and it was, <laughs> the landing zone was terrible, and we were just sitting there sweating it. And they're like, "We'll give you each five hundred bucks to do this." We're like, "What? Oh yeah. Oh oh, the yeah, ramp no, got a lot better. better. <laughs> yeah, every time I when think you run it back, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. And that's five. when we learned that. Interesting. Stunt yeah. yeah, stunt doubles. I've been next to guys that were about to take a car hit on my behalf, talking to them. How you doing? Pretty good. <laughs> and they never, they never say they won't go again because they get another- I guess they get more money. Chunk, yeah. Yeah. So every take they do it, they get a bump. Right, right. Yeah. There's so, only one time I had a stunt man tap out and I took over. You took over? What was it? Weird. Well, it was going inside this big vat of goo. <laughs> Big wooden thing, and Anthony Hopkins was the dad, and he was there, and he's supposed to go under it, and then it's the goo fills everything, scary, and I guess a little scary. claustrophobia. The guy was a great stunt man, but just got him sure. shook up, so I did it. <laughs> you I, did it? Yeah, I got underneath the thing, That's and terrifying. I go, well, fuck, I'm a little guy, I can't skate. I can't do anything, but I'll Dunk stay down in goo. this fucking goo. <laughs> I come up from the goo and there's Anthony Hopkins or Tony, as I call him, or Hoppy. We were close. Anyway, he gave <laughs> me a, he's playing my dad. <laughs> so anyway, um, I have questions. Yeah, give him the questions. I, I just, we do this sometimes for fun. Let's see what I got here. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What did I want to get off my chest recently? Well, it's probably something you got to get off your chest because we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We just keep things bottled up and then it starts to affect us negatively, David. Negatively. Yeah, it was something about when I was merging and the people weren't waving back to me and bothered me. But, you know, that th mm -hmm. that's a small stress, but it can be bottled up and yep. get bigger. Therapy mm -hmm. is a safe space to get things off your chest uh, and how to yeah. figure out you know, you got to work through whatever's weighing you down. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. And I, I was in therapy. I'm there here and there now, but for five years and you know, it does challenge your thoughts. Cause I'm going to, this is kind of, I don't know if this is profound, but you are your thoughts in some ways. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking redundant, negative things or sad things or whatever, a therapist can, kind of get you out of that kind of negative pattern so mm -hmm. be the best mm -hmm. version of yourself um you know and sometimes it can be small things it can be major trauma i think either way mm -hmm. it's good to talk to someone if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just mm -hmm. fill out a brief questionnaire get matched with a licensed therapist Switch therapist if uh, you're not into it yeah. anytime, yeah. no additional charge. Mm -hmm. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash F-O-T-W today and get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash F-O-T-W. Looking to save on delivery? DashPash from DoorDash is your door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. DashPass is an exclusive membership with DoorDash that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders and members-only deals and discounts. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, grocery from across town, or anything in between, DashPass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. With $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on eligible orders, DashPass makes it easy to save at restaurants, grocery stores, and all your local favorites on DoorDash. DashPass pays for itself in two orders on average. Plus, DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, all for $9.99 a month. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. I, I do want to say, though, to end that, I get asked about that all the time. I do, too. All the time. Oh, Please yeah. Please count me four. Please count me four. Yeah. It is kind of, but it's Tony, just one of those comedies of the 80s everybody yeah. knows. From then on, we stayed friends. He would always give me a board. He would always, if I asked for something, uh, we went and skated McGill's Ramp once, uh, yep. which I was not good at. And uh, I'm so brittle that I can't believe you still will, will risk falling because every time I fall, it really rocks me. Um, I, I think I, I got accustomed to the slight pains of yeah. skating, but now as I grow older, things linger more. But I do find that if I stay active, it's easier. Because yes. when I, but Dana, when I did that thing with Tiger, I was comparing them because they're both like the number one in their field. Tiger is so driven. So we yeah. played <laughs> golf that night and he was visibly hurt from his back operations. Mm -hmm. He wasn't, he's super cool. He's great. He's reading putts. He was having fun, but I could tell he's in pain. I even asked him, would you, do you think you'll ever play golf again? Because he just got an operation. And I thought, maybe this is it. Why I asked him, I don't know. That, that night, next morning he gets in the car wreck, right? So he mm -hmm. crushes his feet, everything. He may never play again. And he starts to swing. And, and within a year, he, he was better than me within <laughs> minutes. I go, there was a while there where I was better than him because he couldn't pick up a golf club. And then he goes, I can kind of, I'm better than you. And I'm like, well, how is it that? I thought well, it would take years. Yeah. And, and he's so good at it that once he can just stand up on two feet, he's like. <laughs> he's playing on one leg now. And yeah. he, he was also uh, made the cut and was doing badass yeah, stuff like a week ago. It's infuriating. Go you ahead. Know. Um, have you ever been like upside down on your skateboard and had the thought in your head like, this can't be good? <laughs> <laughs> or this isn't going to end well? The, the first time I tried 900. Yes. In your brain, it went, this isn't going to end well. I was like, I don't know where I am. When is When am I going to hit the wall? Oh, there it is. Uh, the wall. <laughs> did you ever been know. upside down your skateboard and thought, why did I ever really, did I ever really like this? <laughs> 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 I think the, the when I first came back to the ramp after breaking my leg, there was a mo the moment of that. Have you go, ever been upside down on your skateboard? <laughs> and the thought popped in your head. David Spade was really funny and please scan me for it. No, okay. All right. He David, said almost every day. Have you ever been upside down on your skateboard and gone, my IQ is 144. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Ramming my thighs. I had a BMX guy who was, who was pro for a while. Chris Duncan say that to me, that he was upside down once and he said, this can't end well. Like oh, he just knew he was out terrifying. of sorts. 
Well, yeah, and, and also you you and you just anticipate that hit where uh, you're like, I'm not, I know that I can't prepare for it this time. So when is it coming? And yeah. please make it soon. Yeah. Do you, have you ever gotten kind of at an endorphin high like distance runners do from skateboarding, like a real buzz? Oh yeah, all the time. When you land something great, yeah. you're just like, yeah. or anything that I land new to me. Okay. It's, it's like new jokes for us. No joke. It's like if you do a new joke no at this joke. stage of the game. <laughs> no joke. New joke. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been on your skateboard going fast had somebody else push a skateboard five feet away next to you and tried to jump on that skateboard <laughs> yeah the, uh yeah that's not as amazing as you would think <laughs> oh wow i thought you were gonna go no one could do that <laughs> Jeez. dana i saw a guy on instagram the other day he hits like a bump and there's a skateboard on the other side he does a flip in the oh, air i've seen that that's pretty yeah that's pretty wild there's so many yeah. ways i can go wrong okay go ahead. has anyone ever used the pun to you you're just skating by has anyone ever said that to you? <laughs> You're anyone? skating through life. Hey, Tony. Skating, skating through by, life. Yeah. huh? Okay, I'm just curious. Skating by. What makes a prodigy? Uh, I guess it's determination. <laughs> I think I think a lot of determination, discipline, mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it, it, it's, you know it when you see it. Mozart, right? John Bonet, yeah, all the big ones. Um, the biggest mistake beginning skateboarders make tony hawk the biggest mistake beginner skateboarders yeah. make um getting ahead of themselves skill wise where mm -hmm. they think that because they can ride a skateboard that suddenly they can do some big stunt a mm -hmm. big set of stairs a big right. handrail mm -hmm. and they do not have all the required elements to that and it goes horribly because it and looks good discouraged on then it looks easy yeah. on instagram Dan. Mm -hmm. yeah when you see someone yeah. make a trick you don't realize they fell 30 times fill in the blank tony hawk is you don't have to answer these. <laughs> <laughs> these like... uh, a skateboarder uh a husband a father and a philanthropist Okay, yeah. David Spade is. <laughs> you can say all those same ones. Almost. A, a funny, funny, funny skateboarder. Yeah, funny a really skateboarder. funny skateboarder. Yeah. Not yeah. so good at skateboard, but incredibly funny. No, yeah. Um, take anything. Let's see. Do you think Evil Knievel could have made some noise in the skateboarding world? Noise. Uh, I. He, he was, was a daredevil to me. So by proxy, yes. God, so I, you'd I watch him on TV Evil. going over cars with his yes. car. Yeah. I had the, I had the windup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> SSP. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Oh, okay. I know you've landed the 900 and I'm just throwing this out. It's going on record. This is going out all over the world. <laughs> 1200. <laughs> uh, Michi Brusco, uh, a current pro skater has done a 1260. <laughs> was he young? Is he really young? Uh, Tom Shar, you're thinking of Tom Shar. He did. Okay. He, Tom Shar did the first 1080. He was very young. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this is on a bigger ramp, so more airtime. People somehow think that's easier. I don't think that's easier. Cheater. Um, Asterisk. But uh, no, it's hard. Mitch Briscoe did a 1260, so he did three and a half. God dang. Uh, I can't put that in my head. Ringling Brothers. <laughs> it's amazing. The humans just want yeah, to keep. Yeah, it's amazing. If, if you if you look that up, find the clip. It's worth watching. Because in track and field and sprints, it's like a hundredth of a second. World right. record by point oh oh one. Yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a full spin. Yeah, Ugh. that that is extraordinary. Where, uh, these these were just random ones. Like fear. Where does fear come into it, and how do you deal with it right before you go on off? You want to be in an attack mode. Or uh, I treat fear in more that I 
feel confident that I have the skills to do this. The preparation. To, Hope this works. <laughs> mm. Hopefully it can yeah. land it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. It's more like I have all the pieces to this. Let's put them together. And, and I approach it with more confidence than, than That's it. fear. Yeah. Have you ever done a rope swing into a lake and you were the kid who would do like all kinds of tr triple somersaults? And I stuff? would No, but I was little. I would go off the high dive. Ooh. Did you have vertigo at all? Did you look down and go? Um, yeah, but I, I think I just knowing that other people have done it. Yeah. Gave me some Seems like of, you would have been a good high school diver probably with this sort of. I don't think I'd be that accurate. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm down to do flips, but I don't want to pencil in and. Yeah. No yeah. You'd hit the like, water, but maybe. Pencil pencil in. Hey, I'm I like down, that. You know, I'm going <laughs> to make it look like a hyena. <laughs> Uh, I just asked people this anyway. Did you, as a kid, movie or television show blow your mind and make, make you happy? Um, shoot. For true. Ben Stiller, it was the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, I always give that, that as a good example. One. For me, it was Jason the Argonauts. <laughs> oh, for a, for a TV show? Um, or those were movies. Mine was probably Animal House. TV show would have been Little House on the Prairie. That's Dave's oh, favorite. I love that one. Yeah. I did like it. I liked it. <laughs> I had a He's a huge Michael Landon fan. Has this once Mary got blind, I was like, she couldn't realize I'm a six. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. I, that's um, all right. You can pass. Just... <laughs> I think I I really I, I enjoyed Greatest American Hero. <laughs> the movie. Okay, oh, the it was kind one. of okay. So more you know, yeah, yeah, like this regular dude that and had he, superhero qualities, and it that just was didn't fun. Fit. Yeah, and he would I run into the walls and stuff fun, like that. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, my favorite movie in the back in the day was Fast Times. Fast Times of Bridgemont High. Yeah, because it. Summed up high well, school. Well, that says it all. That's cool. perfect. Very you were cool. right at the age to hit that. Yeah. And Sean Penn's that was probably 82 Stoner or something. Dude. That was great. Yeah. Great Tasty movie. Waves. Yeah, that that was that was a big comedy. I got to actually clarify a, a, a line from Fast Times with Sean Penn, so that was a big deal. You did? Well. It's coming of age. How, what, was what was it? it? Uh, people think he says, all I need are- Tasty. Uh, tasty is a cool buzz in Tasty Waves. He said, "Cool buds." Yes, yeah, and that's how I heard it. That, cool buds. Yeah, and I got to clarify with him, and that, that he thought he said buzz. No, he no, said buds. He, he had to people think, about it. think yeah. he says people think bud. he says buzz because they don't right. know what buds mean. Yeah, right. I remember that line, and it was buds. Yeah, thank um, you. Well, Tony, <laughs> Tony, thank you for talking about SNL. Uh, for an hour with us. <laughs> well, no, that's part B. We'll talk Tony's audition for SNL. He skates on to 8H. Lawrence, like, what do you have? It's do called it. Skateboarder, million. dude. I, I got to say, it it was a dream come true. And it only happened recently. And I was so thankful. And you came out and did a cameo. What did you do? So... I was I was here in LA doing pod doing our podcast mm -hmm. Hawk versus Wolf Hawk versus Hawk versus Wolf, Hawk versus Wolf wherever you can Jason find Ellis. podcasts yes. and it's also on YouTube yeah yes Hawk versus Wolf and so I was I was staying here doing this for a couple of days in the studio in Santa Monica mm -hmm. driving back to my hotel it's like six p.m. and I get a call and they said hey can you make it to New York by tomorrow night uh, they wrote you into a skit on SNL it's Thursday and I'm fuck yeah yes. I can do that. Let's mm -hmm. do sure. Went, stayed there. Went, went, did my podcast with with uh, Seth Rogen, and went straight to LAX. Mm. I live in San Diego. I don't, okay. I'm not even prepared to travel at all. Right. You just and went there, <laughs> bought a jacket upon landing, and uh, they had written me into a script. Literally, all I was going to do was say my name. <laughs> not skate okay. at all and you, it's, you can handle that uh, sure whatever it takes it was it was a skit about the you know that whole thing went viral with the miss universe france yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. oh so, you were in that yeah that's right 
I was going to be one of the judges mm-hmm. of that pageant with the Property Brothers. And when it came to me to ask who won, I just say my name. <laughs> and honestly, when I saw the script, I thought, this is, this is it. I'm flying out here. <laughs> this is a long way to but go. But also, like, this is my big break to SNL. <laughs> yeah. Is that I get to, and then they loved it in the rehearsal so much that they added a line for me. Ooh. I thought, like, yeah. um, we're adding a line for you, Tony. It'll be on the cards. Yeah. Did you say, Lauren, so do I have the it quality? Should I stay and be a cast member? <laughs> I did get to, at the after party, I got to actually sit with him oh. for a few minutes. He's quite a, quite a brilliant over, character. <laughs> he just <laughs> yeah. says really interesting stuff so they, all Lauren, the time. Tony's like, I know who you are. Ah, yeah. He would be that. Yes. He, he would cool. be very, very, yeah. I, I know success when I see it. <laughs> David, Dana didn't know how to monetize, but Tony did. <laughs> well, thank um, you, Tony. Tony's so Tony a very Hawk, cool guy. Um, uh, just to sum up, yeah, your podcast is great. Thank you. And um, all your business endeavors. And I think this will be an inspiring episode. And it doesn't matter what your passion is. You just have to apply yourself and focus. I always say to people, look at your feet. Don't look at the fame, the money. Just look at your feet, literally with skaters. Yeah. But just like, am I better today than I was yesterday? And what can I do to get better? No matter what you're trying to do. That's I, what I, I take away. David, advice, your takeaway yeah. is? Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what he said. No, All right, I, Tony I Hawk. talking to Tony. It's good. He's a philanthropist, does a skate park, uh, builds them and... I you have a foundation you're yeah. giving money yeah. called the Skate Park Project. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And you you skate parks. Save skate parks. That we help build uh, parks in underserved areas. Yes. Yes. That's great. Going for 20 years now. That's, wow. So you're They give skate open. parks that's sick. You make them better? I don't understand how it works. <laughs> All right. Safer. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Tony Hawk, everybody. This has been a podcast presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free wherever you get your podcast. No joke, folks. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13. Executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. The show's lead producer is Greg Holtzman with production and engineering support from Serena Regan and Chris Basil of Cadence 13. 